everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Listen, do you have questions? We know the answer. The Beller Student Ministry Podcast exists to equip young followers of Christ to know the Bible, to understand their faith, and to confidently share it with others. Thanks again for tuning in. And now for this week's episode. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in. Um, I'm Peyton. This is Woody. And we have a message for you. We're just going to get right into it. Just jump straight into it. Let's just jump right in. So today we're going to be talking about um, church. What is it? Um, How does it work? And the the main topic, main question, is it necessary as a Christian to go to church? Do you have to go to church if you are a believer? I've got your answer. You ready? Yeah. Yes. All right. No, but really, that seems like the easy answer is yes, of course, it's important. Uh, but let's first start with this. Let's get some terminology, um, terms and conditions. It's in the fine print. What does it mean to be the church? When well, we say church, what are you talking about? Uh, well, it's the building, right? Absolutely. The 12, church. 1210 Bel Air Boulevard. <laughs> exactly. That Come. is the church. No. Uh, so the church, an actual word for the gathering is ecclesia. Uh, which means the gathering of the elect. It's the the gathering of Christians, the Christian body. Uh, and so it's not about a building. Church is not a service. It's none of those things. When we say the church, we're talking about the body of believers and the gathering of Christians, right? Mm-hmm. So Paul says um, that the church is a body. He says um, that the church is a in 1 Timothy 3.15, the church is a buttress of truth. So in other words, we have these pillars. The church is founded on truth. And um, what he says specifically in 1 Corinthians 12 is, is that the church is a body. He says in 1 Corinthians 12.27, Now you are the body of Christ. And he's, he's writing to these individuals in Corinth who, by the way, had a lot of issues, right? This is 1 first, first or 2 Corinthians? 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 12 now, you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. So the church is, 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 is like you said earlier, it's the hands and the feet of Christ. It's how Christ operates today. It's, it's, it's um, a gathering of the saints. Mm-hmm. And um, So if we claim to be a part of the body of Christ, but we never show up to the gathering, we're, you'd say that, that part of the body is ineffective, it's unfruitful, if anything, it's hurting the rest of the body by not participating in the acts that the body lives out. Well, yeah, exactly. Think about it this way. How, how would you feel? How would, how would I feel if I gifted you, let's say, let's say, let's say you enjoyed um, baseball. I gifted you a new baseball bat, and I gave it to you as a gift freely, and, and you seem to be really thankful for it, but yet... Come several weeks, several years down the road, you, you've never used it. You never used the gift that I've given you. Part of the church, part of the reason for the church, as Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians 12, is gathering to, to lift one another up and, and utilize those gifts that God has given you, not for, for your glory, but for His. Ultimately, the, the reason we gather as a church is not to glorify ourselves, but to glorify God with fellowship with one another. Yeah, that's good. That's a good analogy. But I can tell you the bat that you gave me was a girl's uh, T-ball bat, so it was not very useful for me. But that's okay because we give each other imperfect gifts, but the, the Father gives 
perfect gift. I think right? I gave you a left-handed bat. You need to return it. You'll yeah. get a right-handed yeah. bat. Yeah, <laughs> it was uh, inside out. Um, so, yeah, so it's the, the gathering of the body. Each person has a role, has a job, yeah. um, a function to complete the work of the body. Um, so let me ask you this. Can somebody go to church by themselves, or let's say, like, we're getting into hunting season, right? Right. We just opened up uh, deer season, uh, and, and we hear a lot of guys say, you know, oh, I'm, I'm going to church in the woods. I can worship God. Stand. I can worship God in the deer stand just as much as I can in the pew. And yeah. to, to some sense, we'd say absolutely, right? Right. Because worship is us being in awe of God, praising Him for who He is, yeah. and we can absolutely do that in creation when we yeah. admire creation but there's something about being in the presence of other believers, that community, that fellowship that you don't have when you're by yourself. You're exactly right. I think I think about heaven. In heaven you're not going to be alone, you know. There there will be you will be with all all believers from all time worshiping God in one place together. You can certainly worship God in a, in a deer stand or on, on, the, on the lake or whatever, but there's something about the communal fellowship of, of the church. You go to Acts when the church was just being started and built up. You think about, I think it's Acts chapter 4 or 5. They, were, they did not consider anything to be their own, and yet they were giving everything that they had to one another, to the church so that the church might be built up. There's a communal aspect to it. And Paul um, says here, back to 1 Corinthians 12, he says in 20, verse 25, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. 26, if one member suffers, all suffer, keyword, together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Yeah, and that's that's a good point because... You think about when you go through the hardest times in life, do you want to do those by yourself or do you want to do those with other people? When you go through the best times in life, like if I, I don't know, invented something that just changed the world or I won a Nobel Peace Prize, I want to celebrate that with other people. Right. If it's just me, myself, and I'm like, oh, good job, pat on the back, like there's not as much joy in, in the, the full experience as if I were to, you know, celebrate with others, mm -hmm. whatever it is, whether it's an achievement or uh, a life goal or, or just, you know, so it's, it's something about that community aspect of yeah, doing and it think with of, other people. Think about it this way. It's like elsewhere in the Bible, the church is called the bride of Christ. Mm -hmm. So we're married to Christ in a way. Mm -hmm. And Paul says it's a great mystery. Mm -hmm. We can't be married without, you, you can't, how, how do I say it? That's a good point. You need to cut... No, 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 we're not cutting it. This is real. This is one take. So how can I say as a Christian, I love Jesus. Like I yeah. give my life to Jesus. He's my passion, my desire, but I don't like his bride, which is, yeah. which is, you know, ourselves, right? So how mm -hmm. that doesn't, you can't, like you, you just got married this mm -hmm. year. You love your wife. You love her family also, mm -hmm. or you're just like, oh, baby, I'm not going to any of the family functions. Thanksgiving this year. Let's just make a turkey at home yeah. and be by ourselves. Right. We don't need your grandmother's yams because they're garbage. Yeah. They probably aren't, but, you know, <laughs> um, yeah, you, you can't say I love Christ and, and hate his bride. Yeah. First Corinthians, look back to it. 
these people are, are saying that there, there's a controversy in this book where the believers are saying, I'm baptized on behalf of Peter, of Christ, of Paul, of Apollos. And Paul says, is Christ divided? You know, he's talking about baptism there. But in, in the grand scheme of things, no, Christ is not divided. Christ, the, the church is about unity. So you're referencing a lot First First Corinthians. I think that answers a good question that some people might have to say, does the church have to be perfect, right? Or, or how do I pick the perfect church for me? And it's pretty clear through Scripture, through the, the letters that Paul wrote to the churches, there were not many perfect churches, or there were no perfect churches. Uh, Corinthians, I mean, they had two separate letters written to them because they <laughs> kept needing instruction from, from Paul. Um, I whether believe it was, there was even another one. That Paul, well, let's not let's not, not get Bible. into Third Corinthians yet, but uh, that's another podcast. Anyways, um, right? So they required two letters, whether it was theology, whether it was ethics, and and just the way of this new life that they were getting used to, and, and yeah. following this moral law, and and all these things. Like they continue to need instruction. There are no perfect churches. Um, so if you were to ask that question, like, well, I don't go to church because I don't like the people at church. Right? Well, you can't get away from imperfect people because you can't get away from yourself. You're an imperfect person. Uh, and so it's part of this understanding that, yes, the church is called to be holy. The church is called to be the body of Christ. But that doesn't mean that we're going to always do it right mm-hmm. because we're still being sanctified. We're still being made holy into mm-hmm. his image. Um, yeah, so so the excuse of, uh, I'll go to a church when I find a good one, realize when as soon as you go to that good church, you're gonna mess it up yeah. because you're not perfect along with everyone else there. Um, That's right. Okay, so that lead, leads into another question that I've heard before. What about people who feel like they've been hurt by the church? So we, there's this whole term church hurt, right? And you've got worship leaders that walk away from from leading worship. You've got pastors that walk away from the church. You've got people who are members who felt hurt or betrayed by ministers or other people in the church, and that's a valid concern, right? And that's not to say people's feelings don't matter, that their concerns weren't ignored or covered up or any of that kind of stuff, but but what do we say to, to those people? Just as the church is, is filled um, with imperfect people, it's also, uh, I guess you could say, staffed by imperfect people as mm-hmm. well. Um, Colossians 1.18, Christ is the head of the church. He is the only perfect person. Um, uh, and, and, and people like you and I and pastor are in positions um, where we are, we, we, we um, do lead in a way in the church. Um, but that doesn't mean we're any more perfect than the, than the, the congregant. Mm. So I would say, you know, that like you said, their feelings are very valid depending, you know, whatever the situation might be. And I would also say that um, I can think of a few instances in my head where, um, you know, people come come, come face-to-face with the Scripture, and, and it disagrees with their worldview. Or rather, they disagree with what the Bible says. And there's a claim there that what you said is church hurt. It's, you know, th- these people did me wrong. Well, no, uh, we were just telling you what the Bible says and what Christ says. If you've got a problem with what I'm saying, you can take it up with my boss. You know. Yeah. Well, and that's and 
Those but, are those are slightly separate because you've got one because you're talking about like oh I feel convicted versus mm-hmm. I, I was actually done wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are definitely different instances. I thought it, it helpful to think of it like this. When I was younger, let's say I was jumped by a group of guys, Chinese ninjas, right? If ninjas Speaking come from, from China, experience here, yeah. So when I was young, they just showed up, just pim pam pow pow, whoop me, you know, whatever. Yeah. So let's say from that point forward, I never want to associate again with any man of oriental origin, right? And this is, of course, not racist. This is not a true story. But let's just say, like, that happened. I had a bad experience with some with some Chinese ninja guys, and I'm sure ninjas can be other ethnicities. <laughs> Don't cancel me. Um, but, I, you know, I'm not going to eat at Chinese restaurants. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to learn to speak Mandarin. I'll never go on a mission trip to China. I'll never yeah. adopt a Chinese. Like, I just have this bitterness towards... Chinese men. Is that right? No, of course not, right? No. Um, you, you have a bitterness towards specific individuals, mm-hmm. but not necessarily, it doesn't have to be the whole entire entire group. Yeah, it wouldn't make sense, right? Yeah. It's it's unfair to the rest of the Chinese community, uh, yeah. of the rest of the nice ninjas out in the world, right? Right, right. Um, so it's the same thing with the church. Like, people could have absolutely been hurt by the church, but a few people do not represent the whole body and yeah. especially you know you think of the body like we are as a whole the little c catholic church yeah universal uh, un- the universal church but we are also smaller individual bodies like we make the whole body but we operate in different regions different times mm-hmm. like there's been i guess you could say many bodies of christ in that sense mm-hmm. sub bodies whatever you'd want to call it <laughs> i don't know have a theological term for that um but to put something off on the entire church Whereas it was just an instance between a few people, it's not really justifiable. Yeah, so. yeah, I completely agree. And I was, and to clarify what I was saying earlier, um, I, I do believe that biblical illiterate biblical literacy is very low today. And what I mean by that is just people aren't reading and people aren't comprehending. And this is not a priority for many people, not even many believers. Mm-hmm. The, the word of God is not a necessity for them. And whenever the the word is upheld, and we 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 are interpreting it truthfully and um, applying it to our church. Um, it sometimes, to some people, it can come off as harsh. When in reality, it's simply it's simply the word of God, mm-hmm. and people will interpret that to to say, well. You know, I'm not welcome here. This church is so hypocritical. They did me wrong, and um, you know, I, I'm going to disassociate. Yeah, and the Bible, even Paul talks about people developing. You know, uh, a, they'll surround themselves with with people ear, ear ticklers, right? They'll, yeah. You know, tell me something yeah. that's nice. Tell me something that's encouraging, but don't tell me the hard things because I don't want to hear those things. I don't want to have to change myself. I just want to feel better about myself. Yeah. Uh, well, you read scripture. That's not what you're going to get. And, and so I would say if you're going to a church that you feel like you're never challenged in your faith, you're mm-hmm. never convicted of sins, you might want to really consider, you know, is my pastor really preaching through uh, the entirety of Scripture and uh, really concerned yeah. for my sanctification and, and my becoming holy? Uh, because if we if we dig into Scripture and we study and we let it challenge us, that's that's the natural byproduct of it. I've I've heard this one pastor say this, and I completely disagree with it. Uh, mostly disagree with it. He said this: "I want you to leave church 
thinking that you can fly. He was a mega church guy. I, I, I don't listen to him. I don't really like that statement. And I heard another preacher say, which I really agree with, is that I want you to leave church just mourning over who you are. But if you're going to fly, at least make it be that you're so over the moon about what the grace of God and how he has saved you from your own situation. He saved you from yourself. That's what we should be excited about. You're not flying because we have any sort of merit or any sort of, any sort of uh, thing about us that, that, that is so, so great. It's all the grace of God. And, mm-hmm. and if we're going to be flying, that's why we should be flying. Yeah. And so um, I think you're right. If, if, you're, if your pastor's not challenging you... Um, yeah, and I think I that's think one of that. the, the key functions of the church, aside from the shepherd leading, is the accountability of that fellowship. Like, we're brothers in Christ. We have, you know, sisters in Christ. Like, there's, there's a certain yeah. iron sharpens iron about the yeah. church that we go there and, and we can know that if you tell me, hey, bro, I saw you, you know, doing this or that, and it's kind of questionable, like, you're not trying to, like, shame me. You're yeah. trying to hold me accountable because that's part of what we're called to. Right? Exactly. Accountability, sanctification, trying to live a holy life, um, which is exactly what the writer of Hebrews says in 1025. Do not neglect to meet together as some have been in the habit of doing. Elsewhere, the Bible says, lift one another up with these words. Greet one another with a holy kiss. Be, you know, be who Christ has called you to be. And to do that, we got to be together. Philippians, unity. I mean, just, just, it's all about togetherness. Y'all hear my boy Peyton with all the scripture today? This dude, he's on it. What you need? I got it. All right. Anything else you got to add? No, I just want to say thanks for listening. Um, we had a brief break. We did. From our last episode, but we're back. We're here, and um, we're, we're excited. Hey, if you guys have a specific topic that you want, Peyton uh, and it, me, if he continues to allow me, of course, <laughs> uh, to, to be a part of this, uh, leave it in the comments or just, you know, of course, if you see us, just talk to us and tell us um, what kind of questions you might have that we could discuss here that might be beneficial for you. We'd love to, to hear it. So. Absolutely. We're always open to, to uh, suggestions. Well, thanks for listening. I'm going to pray us out and we'll get out of here. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for my brother, Woody, and the conversation that we were having. Um, Lord, I pray that whoever's listening to this, whether it be right now or sometime in the near future since this release, I pray that they be convicted, inspired, challenged by it. And I pray, Lord, that um, you would show them the significance and the importance of, of, of why it is that we should be gathered together in the body of Christ, Lord. You've blessed us with gifts. I pray, Lord, that these listeners can seek to use them to glorify your name. Lord, we love you. It's in your name. Amen.